0: So the message this morning is called New Year, New You. And you may have already heard that, like I said, in other contexts. Maybe it's a a gym membership or maybe it's something else. But I want to just start and simply sort of lay a foundation for us. Lay a foundation for us. What does it mean to be new? The word new itself is actually defined as beginning anew. And regarding regarded as better than what went before. So, I don't know about you, but I want a better year than last year. And the year before. And the year before. And the only way that I'm guaranteed that is if I follow God's path for me. I know that is true according to God's word. I'm not guaranteed that based on my own smarts. My own strength. You know, my own bank account. my own My own education. No, no, no. I'm not guaranteed anything better except in Christ. In Christ, He has guaranteed us a newness of life. So, if you could turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 15, or look on your phones, or however you do that these days. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This is kind of like our theme verse for this morning. I'm going to start actually in 16 because I, I really like what Paul, what the apostle Paul has written here, he says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. I think that's what all those gym memberships and all those diet plans and stuff. That's just a worldly point of view. It's like, as though this life is all that matters. You should put all your energy and time and strength and resources into making yourself your best self now or whatever. But that's a worldly point of view. The Bible teaches us, and the Spirit confirms it, that there is an eternal life that we are living, and it doesn't remain in this body, in these, in these temporary dwellings. We receive new ones that have eternal qualities to them. Though we once regarded Christ even in this way, Paul says, we do so no longer, not from a worldly point of view. That's what we really battle as believers, right, is this... This, the world tells us all this stuff and pushes all this stuff, and we start to say, well, is that true? You know, and that's why we need the Bible, and we need each other, we need the fellowship, because we remind each other of God's point of view, the, the point of view that actually matters, right? The one that doesn't change, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His, his viewpoint is solid. So he says in verse 17, Therefore... Because we're not viewing each other from a worldly perspective, but from a godly perspective. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And there should be a big uproar and celebration. The old has gone and the new has come. Hallelujah! <laughs> that is good news. The old is not where we want to be, not where we want to stay, not where we're stuck, not where we're chained to, not where we're prisoners, not where we're slaves. That old is gone, and the new has come in Christ Jesus. That is a godly point of view. The worldly point of view is, oh, you know, my bad habits, and my this, and my that, and my parents were that way, and I grew up that way, and that's my personality, or that's my... That's the worldly point of view. This is the godly point of view for 2022. It's a little rhyme there, if you want to remind yourself. This is the godly point of view for 2022. Let's say it together. This is the godly point of view for 2022. The old has gone and the new has come. Hallelujah. That is such good news. All this, verse 18 says is from God. Like a, like a gift. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. This is a great passage. We should pull it apart here soon. But this morning, I just want to stay focused, if I can, stay focused on the fact that when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, you become a new person a new creature, the old King James used to say, a new creation, the NIV says. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. (sighs) Breathe that deeply. If anyone, if anyone... Even the worst of sinners, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The word if is key in that passage. If anyone is in Christ. Before we get to the main point, we just have to focus on this part of the verse. Because we can't overlook the word if if anyone is in Christ. See, the prerequisite for becoming a new creation is to be in Christ. And you can be in Christ, or, according to the verse, you can be not in Christ, or out of Christ. How do we find our status of being in Christ? We're starting this year just just reminding ourselves of this because sometimes life gets so busy and we're we're learning all kinds of things and we're studying all kinds of scripture, but we got to remember the foundational truths as we enter into this new year. That foundation has to be solid in you and in me. How can sinful people like us stand before a holy God? Now, we studied the book of Hebrews For a very long time. And in Hebrews 10, I'll read it to you because I want to refresh your memory of all that study we did. Hebrews 10 verse 19 says this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the, do you remember what it says? By the blood of Jesus Christ. We are in Christ and made new creations by the blood of Jesus Christ, which is reference to the cross, which is reference to the gospel. He took our sin from us and washed us white as snow. He made us new, better than before. When our sin was stuck to us like glue, he took it from us. He removed it from us. He had the power to take it from us and still has that power because He's the same. This is the good news of the gospel. We're new because of the blood of Jesus. We're not new because we did something right. We're not new because we went to the right church or we read the right version of the Bible or we listened to the right pastor. We're new because of the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Putting your faith in Christ, in the cross of Jesus Christ, brings about righteousness. Because the blood comes and washes away all your unrighteousness and you stand before him confidently because of the blood of Jesus with your mouth it says in Romans 10 with your mouth you confess resulting in salvation so in our hearts we believe and then with our mouths we confess god gave us mouths he didn't make us like you know the trees or the rocks he gave us mouths this ties back to that verse. We are now his ambassadors. We, we speak to others about Jesus. We tell them of the good thing God has done through Jesus Christ. We're ambassadors of the good news. And we confess that he is our Lord. In, in, in another verse, Jesus is speaking. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born all over again? And Jesus answers, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, which is the first birth, and of the spirit, which is the second birth, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we're born when the mother's water breaks. We're born a first time. We're born the second time by the spirit of God. The Spirit of God brings us into fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. When we're born again, when we become a new creation, things change. They don't stay the same. If they stay the same, something's wrong. <sighs> Let the Spirit do His work with that. We're a new creation that is called to walk in the newness of life. In Christ Jesus. Newness of life indicates a life with new qualities to it. A life that's better, different, and better than the old life. When we're in Christ, we're supposed to lead a new life in Christ. We're no longer slaves to the old life, to the sin life. We've been set free and now made capable of living in a new way. Before we we, we weren't even capable, but because of the spirit of God and because of the new life that comes through that spirit, we're now capable of walking in a new way. So the things that you feel like, oh, I'll never change. I can't get rid of that habit. I can't. That's not, that's not thinking from God's point of view. That's thinking from a worldly point of view. You need to think from God's point of view in 2022. We're no longer slaves to sin. We're free and we're made capable of living a new life. So at this juncture, at this threshold of entering into this new year, I want you to understand that. You are capable of it in Christ. This is not your own will. This is the will of God in you. You are capable of living in a new way. The things that dog you, the things that bother you, the things that haven't let go of you. You can be free from those things. You are already, by faith, free of those things. But you have to walk it out. We all have to walk it out. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us, empowers us to walk it out. Remember, the new life is a chance to begin again. New meaning begin anew. Begin all over again. And it is better than what went on before. Can you believe that by faith? Can you grasp that? Whatever junk 2021 had in it does not have to follow you into 2022. You are new. You're a new creature in Christ. You're not a slave to that anymore. It means it can't control you. Does it still exist? Is that person still alive? You know, whatever. Those things. They might still exist, but you are no longer slaves to those things. So we're not pretending, oh, I can't see you, I can't hear you, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're not doing that. They do exist, but the power that the Spirit of God gives you when you're born again of the Spirit of God makes you a new creature in Christ. That creature is not slave to those old things. I know this is review. It's like Sunday school all over again, but it's so important for us to remember that as we enter 2022. When we follow God's son, we receive new life. How does that happen? Well, here's the key. The old has passed. The old has passed. God removed the old life of sin, and he wipes your slate clean. No matter what we've done, God can remove it. No matter what. No one's exempt from that. It says, if anyone is in Christ... We're no longer tied to those old things of that old life. God sees the old things as the past. And the past does not have control over the future. And we need to hear that. Because often, the worldly point of view, I guess, is that our past determines our future. But that's not God's way, that's not how God thinks. That's not how God's kingdom works. For him, the past is the past, and Christ controls your future, your glorious future. So I beg of you, do not hold on to the old. Grab on to the new. Believe in the new. Walk in the newness of life that Christ has for you. Because you can't be in two places at once. You're either going to be in the old or the new. You can't be old new or new old. You're old or you're new. God doesn't say, you know, if anyone's in Christ or partially in Christ and partially not in Christ. Sort of a Christian, but sort of not. Not. It, it, it doesn't exist. The only place it exists a little bit is in that book of Revelation where he says, you know what? If I find you to be lukewarm, kind of like this mix of cold and hot and hot and cold, and I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Now, those are scary words, and I don't know what they all mean, and we could you know, take some time and do that someday. But it just made me think of this you're either old or you're new but if you want to be old new or new old there's some spitting going to happen and we all know spitting's disgusting it's a bad habit no matter what some people tell you we're not allowed to spit especially in church but i really want you to understand God has some good things in store for you and for us this coming year. But if we hold on to the old, we're hurting ourselves. He wants new. He's all about new. He loves new. He created new. God's a God of newness, He's a God of hope, He's a God of joy, He's a God of the future. Romans 6, 6 says, for we know, we know that our old self was crucified with Christ so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. No more. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So to be in Christ, we, we appropriate the death of Christ. We say, I died in Christ. When he went to the cross, I went with him. My sin nature went with him. My, my old self went with him and died so that I could have newness of life, so that I could be a new creature. And yes, we play play a small part in this new freedom. It's the walking it out part. It's the believing it part. So my encouragement to you and to me this morning as we enter in this new year is we got to believe this stuff and we got to walk it out. Don't just give it lip service. When you give it lip service, you only hurt yourself and, and others. We play a part. We cannot continue to go to the same places. Think the same thoughts. Hang out with the same people. Do the same things. If those things are part of the old, there's a new life to be lived. You can't live both. Can't be old, new, new, old. It'll be old life or new life. It is a choice. We make some changes. We start walking it out. I've heard that the definition for insanity is doing the same thing but expecting different results. I don't know who made that up or whatever, but it, it makes you think, right? I'm going to do the same thing as I did last year, but I'm going to have a different result. No, you're not. You're going to have the same result. You've got to change. You've got to do some different things. Maybe you got to make some new friends. Maybe you got to go to a new group. Maybe you got to... I don't know. The Spirit knows. The Spirit knows for me. The Spirit knows for you. But do something different. Something new. And you'll see the newness flow into your life. But if you keep doing the old, the same especially if those old and same things are attached to your sin nature, are the things that you did before you were a believer, you're not going to get any different result. But if you grasp the new, if you make a determination with God to follow him in his way this year, you will experience the newness of life. Excuse me. Ephesians 4, 21 and 22 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self. Were you taught that? I hope somewhere along the way, in Sunday school class, in a sermon, in a Bible study, in a Christian friendship, somebody shared with you, you need to put off that old self. You take it off like, a, like an old coat because you got a new one. On Christmas, you you unwrapped a brand new coat. You got a ratty old one full of, you know, and I know some of you guys are like this. You couldn't put on the ratty one. It's more comfortable. No. It might be more comfortable, but it's ratty and old and stinky. It needs to go. It's old. Put it in the garbage. Let the garbage man take it away. Put on the new one. Put on the new one. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. As believers, I hope you've caught this message to put off your old self and put on the new self, created to be like God. Your new self, your new coat. That Christ gave you was created to be like God. You're not going to be God, but you can be like Him. You can have some of His characteristics rubbing off on you. You can be more loving this year. You can be more forgiving. You can let go of that bitterness. You can become more like Christ. You can walk in the fullness of God, and and, and you don't have to like you know shrink in God's presence. You can come boldly into His presence because you're coming in the coat. You're in the new coat. You got the new coat on. Don't come in the ratty one. It's stinky. It's yucky. It's no good no more if you're in Christ walk in the newness of life that whole verse didn't fit so I'm going to read it to you you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires that's a key phrase but it didn't fit on my little slide here to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on your new self, created to be like Christ. The old way is deceitful and corrupting. But if you're being made new, it starts in the attitude of your mind. It starts with your attitude. This is good news, actually. If you, if you allow the Word of God and the, the, the perspective that God has and the point of view that God's Word shares with us to be in your mind and to, to be washing out the old and bringing in the new, your attitude changes. And you become more like Christ, more full of grace, more full of love, more joyful. There's so much to be had in this new life. But you can't be old, new, new, old. You gotta be old or new. And the definition that I have for insanity is to reject the new. Who would do that? You got a brand new life, just unwrapped for you, given to you, given like a brand new coat, and to say like, nah, I don't want it. I like the old one the deceitful, corrupted one. What? That's insanity. That's insanity. God has given us Christ who has given us new life and a new beginning, a clean slate. And if we put off our old self, which is part of our responsibilities, is like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going there anymore. I'm not going to think that, do that, say that participate in that anymore because I'm new if we're made new in the attitude of our, our minds you all know the old song I got a new attitude right I don't actually know the song I just know that phrase I got a new attitude come on sing it I got a new attitude come on you can do it I got a new attitude I don't hear anybody It might be the masks If you have a new attitude in your mind, you will be inspired to walk out the newness of life, to put on the new life. The gift has been given, but you gotta put it on and you gotta wear it and you gotta let it take you in new directions. It is awesome that God takes away the old, but he also gives us the new. Sometimes uh, you get half a gospel message, you know, you're a sinner, you need to be forgiven, you you know, God sent his son, you know, so you get the half, but the other half is, and he's given you a new life, a whole new beginning, a new way of living, a new attitude in your mind, a new motivation for life. He's given you those things. So we have to see the whole thing, the whole balance, 2 Corinthians 5.17, behold, the old is gone and the new has come. From God, we get a new set of goals for the year. We get a new purpose for this year. We have a new heart, a new mind, a regenerated soul. So let's leave the old behind and embrace the new this new year. Let's do that together. It's more fun to do it together. It's hard to do it alone. Let's do it together. 2 Corinthians 5.15 says this, And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised again. In that, in that verse, the living for yourself Is the old way. Living for yourself. Self focused. Always about me, 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 me. We live for Christ. Let me tell you something. There's times when I have lived for myself. And ultimately, it's not very satisfying. It's shallow, there's no depth to it. I'm just me. I'm not this eternal being, this infinite self that God is. I'm just little old me. We're called to live for him, not for ourselves. Our lives become a life of worship when we really grasp who he is and how much he loves us. So then our new purpose, our new journey for 2022 is to live for Christ to walk on this journey, to travel this road that he has before us together and some of it independently because we are individuals, but, but to do it for Christ because he did it for us, for you, for me. That's a basic discipleship message. Following Jesus, living for Jesus, not for me but for his glory. So as we step into 2022, I think we need to determine to live for Christ together. Together. We need each other. It's hard alone. We need each other. We need to do it together. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for the newness of life that you've given us in Jesus Christ. Help us to not lose sight of it. This new year, help us to embrace it, to let go of the old and embrace the new, to put it on like we put on a coat, to put it over us, around us, to help us, to give us energy, to give us strength, to give us a new perspective on the things of this world, the things that we struggle with, Help us to have a new attitude. Help us to know that we live for Christ because he died for us. Lord, your word says that we are your workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which you prepared in advance for us to do. And then you ask us to walk in them, walk in those good works, so I pray for myself and my brothers and sisters, this year we will walk in those things you've prepared for us ahead of time in Christ Jesus. You know the way. If we follow you faithfully in it, we will see the newness of who you've created us to be in Christ Jesus revealed. Help us, Lord, when we struggle with our attitudes. Help us to get your word front and center to remind us of what is really true, to make room in our hearts for those truths so that they change us and make us more like Jesus this year. We dedicate ourselves, our church, our homes, our businesses, our families to Jesus. We want to live for Jesus this year. We ask it in his holy name, amen.